0: This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. If you are like the kuffar, then you will be gathered with the kuffar. And the way that the Mujrimeen, those who oppress themselves, the Zalama, the kuffar, will be gathered on the Day of Judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it. And we will gather those who have wronged themselves on the Day of Judgment, Blue color. Blue color the kuffar will look like, they will have a blue face, blue complexion, zurqa. And it's not just blue like the sky, it's an ugly monstrous blue, a blue. A very you know, terrifying blue type, ugly blue. You know the blue, monstrous blue? That's how they will be gathered. وَلَحْشُرُ mujrimeen يَوْمَ إِذٍ zurqa, Blue. As for the Mutakabiri, the ones who had pride, then guess how they will be gathered? They will be gathered, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says this in the Qur'an, they will be gathered like the ants. Literally, they'll be gathered as small and as tiny as ants, and you'll be stepping on them. Because those who had pride, takabbur, they thought that they were big on earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather them like ants in the Hereafter. This is okay. also in the Qur'an. Like ants, you'll be stepping on them. Even if you're a Muslim, so called Muslim has Kibriya, you'll be gathered like an ant. Because the Prophet said, By the one who possesses my soul in his hands, none of you, no person will enter paradise who has an atom's worth of pride in his heart. Pride against Islam, pride against Allah. And they will be gathered like ants. You will step on them, and you will not know that they are hunting. And they will call out, but they will, you will not know that they are there. As for the Mu'minin." And the believers, those who did well, then Allah will gather them in places high on thrones. For example, those who memorized the Qur'an and acted by the Qur'an, then they will be raised on the day of judgment with crowns that they will shine and everyone can see them from, when, from wherever they are. And they'll be gathered with shades. And there are those people who come under the shade of those seven types of people which the Prophet explained to us. A just leader. A person who were beautiful, and a woman with status who was beautiful, approached him to give herself into him in the haram, and he says, I fear Allah. Or two people who meet each other for the sake of Allah and depart for the sake of Allah. Or a man whose heart is clinging to the mosque, cannot ever leave the mosques. A person who remembered Allah in darkness when he was alone, and his eyes over overwhelmed with tears. Or a person who gives in charity with his right, and his left will not know what his right gave in, I meaning he gives it sincerely for the sake of Allah. Or a shafun fi ibadatillah. Or a young man, a youth. A young person, like everyone who's sitting here right now in front of me is a youth. Antum shabab, you are all shabab. Sha'afun fi ibadatillah. Is raised in his life in the worship of Allah. You are raised in that, in that worship. You'll be under the shade of Allah. Yawma illa Allah will make a shade special for you. On the day of judgment you'll be gathered underneath. As for the rest of the people, my dear brothers and sisters, then hayhat, hayhat. Far away are they from any protection. The Prophet sallam explains that on the day of judgment, this earth will be changed, different than the earth that you see now, and the sky that you see will be changed, different than the sky that you see now. In some of the hadiths, it explains that the earth will be absolutely straight, like the palm of your hand. There will be no valleys, there will be no mountains, no trees, nothing. In other hadiths, I Muslim, the Prophet explains that it will be like the the base or like the surface of bread. Have you ever seen the surface of bread? That's how the earth will be like. And we will all be gathered. Our gathering place will be in Palestine. That place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather the bones and the bodies and every creature, animal and human being and jinns that will gather us in that place of Palestine. This is where our mahshar, Ardul al-mahshar as the Prophet ﷺ explains, that is the place where we'll be gathered and judged from. And the way that we'll be gathered is so close to each other, that we are so close to each other and so tight to one another, that a person will have no room other than just to look above. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ also said to Aisha, he said, on the Day of Judgment you will be gathered حُفَاتٌ عُرَاءٌ barefooted and naked, the same way our mothers gave birth to us. No circumcision. The matter أشد من Everyone is too busy than to look at one another. Imagine that. People running around naked. Can you stop yourself in this life than to look at them? Well, on in the hereafter? No one will have the desire to look at anyone else because there is something far more important and threatening than to look at one another. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ لِكُلِّ اِمْرِءٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ شَنْءٍ يُغْنِيهِ On that day, every man will run away from his father and his mother, and his wife, and his partner, and his children. لِكُلِّ مِنْهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ For every person on that day there will be a matter that will take over any of his concerns which he has for his mother or his father or his brother or his wife or his partner or his friend. On that day the father will run away from you and you will run away from your father and your mother will run away from you. In fact in the hadith of the Prophet he says that on that day when we will be standing or we'll waiting for our judgment to happen because the judgment doesn't happen straight away. It does not happen straight away, brothers and sisters. We just stand there and stand there waiting, waiting. And every one of us runs to his father and his mother, and they run away from you, and you run away from them. Because you know that every single hasana, every single deed that you gathered in this world, means the world to you. Because they will come asking you, Ya Bunaith, in the hadith. The father will come to his son and say, Ya abu nay, Alam akul laka abun, wasn't I a father that took responsibility for you and looked after you and raised you? And I put you in front of myself and the son will say, Na'am Abi, yes you did. And then the father will say, Then this day give me only one hasana from your good deeds. That's all I ask of you. And the son, he says, yeah, Abati, you can ask me for anything else, but I am afraid of the same thing that you are afraid from. Today, I need this hasana, just as much as you do. Every person is only concerned about themselves, my dear brothers and sisters. So the Prophet explains to us that we will stand waiting for the judgment. Allah is not there yet. He has not come to judge us. The angels are waiting for the commandments. The people are standing and waiting for their hisab. The animals are also gathered. The animals are gathered to be judged. Every single being will be judged. But we are waiting. Just wait. And the sun is brought closer to our heads. Ka qadril As the Prophet ﷺ explains, like a mile or a meal. A very close distance. Imagine the sun being so close to that until some people depending on their deeds, they'll begin to sweat until their sweat goes beneath the ground 40 arm lengths. Some of them their sweat reaches their knees, some of them their sweat reaches their hips, others their sweat reaches their shoulders, and some of them they drown in their own sweat. And what kind of a sweat is this? It is a sweat that has been boiled by the sun. Boiling acid that drops, every acid that drops, imagine how how, how hot that would be. Depending on the amount of deeds that you have, or the bad things that you have it's dependent upon how much sweat you'll be drowning. with ayyadu and some people they will be gathered blind as Allah us in the quran <laughs> 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 and whoever avoids the remembrance of my signs, a verse comes to them and they avoid it. You tell them, riba is haram, and they ignore it. Don't abuse or give your wives their rights, and they ignore it. Give your children their rights and they ignore it. Don't take the wealth which is haram and they ignore it. Don't steal and they ignore it. Don't lie they ignore it. Pray your five daily prayers they ignore it. Don't swear and abuse during Ramadan and they ignore it. All of these things, Allah says, "Woman, Whoever avoids my remembrance and the verses, فإن له معيشة Listen carefully, brothers and sisters then he will have a life which Allah describes as دنكا, دنكا, دنكا. a life which is so tight, so narrow. An ugly, depressed life. You have no room out. The doors are all closed in front of you. You want to bring wealth into your life, but you can't get the wealth and it's in front of you. You earn and you earn, but it all goes away straight away. Your family is not coming together. You are not able to control your wife or your children. Your life is in... Total depression, not only that, when a and the day of judgment will will gather this type of person blind. Blind. Oh my God, you will Judgment. Why did you gather me blind? And I used to see in this life Allah SWT says, uh, therefore on that day our verses came to you, and you forgot it, and today you will also be forgotten. Many different ways and postures and, and ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathers people depending on their deeds. There are many other ways, but for the lack of time, we will go beyond that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we will be gathered on the day of judgment. You will be gathered on the day of judgment on a day, one day, which is as long as fifty thousand years. The day of judgment is as long as fifty thousand years. Imagine that. How much do we live for? An average life of 60 or 70 years. We see that very long. People, they strive and they work for this future. And their retire, retirement plan. Because it seems like such a long time. Imagine a day which is as long as 50,000 years. For God's sake, they're still finding prehistoric, uh, they're finding bones of prehistoric animals that lived 50,000 years ago. Will be gathered on a day which is long as fifty thousand years. Now, fifty thousand years before the judgment. Before the judgment, one companion, upon hearing this, he said, "Ya Rasulullah, oh, inna la It is such a long time, fifty thousand years. And the Prophet ﷺ replied, and he said, Wallahi, ala mumin sallaha For the believer, it will be as long as one prayer that he prayed on. Allah will make it as short sure as that. But it's 50,000 years for the kafir. 50,000 years before Allah descends to judge him. And for the mu'min as long as one prayer before Allah begins to judge him or her. Now, 50,000 years. While we are in the way of that, everyone gathers each other. And because of that long stay, we gather each other and then we say to each other, what are we going to do so that Allah can hurry up our judgment? For we all, everyone is just waiting. For Jahannam is brought, Hellfire is brought in front of everyone. This is in the meantime. And it has 70,000 rope-like chains. On every chain there will be 70,000 angels dragging Jahannam along. Dragging Jahannam. 70,000 ropes upon every rope 70,000 angels. They will be dragging Jahannam along. If one of them were to leave Jahannam, it will fall and it will burn everything, everything inside. In the hadith the Prophet said, yani when hellfire reaches the people, as far as one thousand journey, one thousand years' journey away from the people, the kafir's eyes begin to pop out, they explode from the heat of Jahannam when it is at a thousand years' distance away. That's how strong its heat is. In fact, the Prophet said, <سؤال> <وقد> when Jibreel came down once the Prophet and his face was pale. And the Prophet وَسَلَّمَ said, جبريل, You look different today. And Jibreel said, I saw hellfire for the first time. And he said, A thousand years hellfire has been given fuel until it turned red, then another thousand years until it turned white, and then another thousand years until it turned black. For it is black, black, black hellfire. And it burns anything in sight as far as a thousand years journey away. But when hellfire reaches this thousand years of a journey, the people begin to hear its inspiration and expiration, you know. Breathing in and breathing out, the breathing of hellfire. Zafir and shaheed. Allah explains it to be. Zafir, meaning and shaheed. it's hungry, and it calls out. Ain al mujrimun, where are those who wrong themselves? Ain al kafara, Ain al fajara, Ain al mutakbirun, Ain al ladina akalum yatim, where are those who ate the, the ones who ate the wealth of, of the orphans? Bring them to me, those who pass the boundaries of Allah. Or when we hear this, the kufar, or everyone, they fall down to their knees. And then we begin to give up and we say, we gather each other and we say, let us just know where we are going to end up. In heaven, then in heaven. In health, then in health. But just waiting there is a torment on its own. So we all gather each other as in the hadith, everyone. Muslims, mu'mins, guffars, Jews, Christians, every single people. Except for the animals. We gather each other and then we say to each other, who can we go to intercede for us so that Allah can start judging us? We want to know whether we are going to receive our book in our right or receive our book in our left. We want to know where we are going to end up. Imagine that. You work for four years of your study at university for example, and in the end you wait for your results. You've worked really hard. This is your break. Just waiting for that exam result is strenuous on its own, is a torment on its own. So imagine awaiting to know whether you're going to end up in hellfire forever or end up in heaven forever. So we ask who is going to intercede for us? And then people from amongst them, they will say, we remember that there was a man who is our father, He's a prophet of God and his name is Adam. Maybe he will intercede for us. So we go to Adam and we say, Ya Adam, Anta Abu al Bashar, you are the father of all the beings. You are the one whom Allah created in paradise and He created you with His own hands. Intercede for us today. Then Adam looks at us and he will say, anni, anni. Get away from me, get away from me. I fear the same thing that you are fearing today he has been so angry today that he has never been angry like this before. nobody ever be angry like this after. إليكم إليكم I disobeyed Allah and I ate from the tree. how can I meet Allah today? go to another prophet. go to Nuh. so we go to Noah and we ask him Ya Nuh, you are the second father of mankind. And you lived for 950 years, calling your people to Islam. Ask Allah to forgive us and sorry to intercede. We ask Allah to start His judgment for us and intercede for us. And He says the same thing as what Adam السلام, says. And He says Allah is so angry today; He's never been angry like this before. Never will He ever be angry like this after. Go to another messenger. إِنِّي دَعَاوُتُوا I asked Allah to perish my people. How can I meet Him today? So we go to the next messenger and then this, he says the same thing. And we go to the another messenger and the one after him and they all say exactly the same thing until we reach Isa السلام, and we say, Ya Isa, ya Jesus, you were born without a father. And Allah gave you miracles and you received the scriptures. And you are raised to Allah in deceit for us, Ya Isa, to our last hope. And Isa السلام, says, Ilaykum anni, ilaykum anni. I fear the same thing that you are fearing. <laughs> the people took me as a God instead of Allah, how am I supposed to meet Him today? He says, go to another, the last messenger, I think he will be able to intercede for you. His name is Muhammad wasallam. And I would like to remind you that the Prophet وسلم, he said that every messenger Allah had asked him what he would like, and Allah gave them what they wanted. So for example, Sulaiman asked for a kingdom that would never, that no one would ever have like this kingdom after him. And Allah gave him that kingdom. But Musa asked, Ya Rabbi, give me my own ummah for myself. And Allah gave him his own ummah. But when Musa saw the ummah of the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Ya Rabbi, make me one of the ummah of the Prophet. <laughs> Every messenger was given something except for the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Allah asked him and he said, Ya Abdi Muhammad, ask for anything you like, I will give it to you. You want to live forever? I can let you live forever. You want, like, whatever I gave to the messengers, I will give you. And you know what the Prophet ﷺ asked for? This is why we love him the most. He said, Ya Rabbi, la as'aluka illa an tarham ummad. I ask you for nothing else except to give mercy to my ummah. That's the dua of the Prophet. ﷺ. Us, his ummah, his ahbab, his beloveds. Those who believed in him and never saw him, and his companions. So, on the day of judgment, when we approach the Prophet Muhammad, and he is our last hope, we call out to him and we say to him, Ya Muhammad, Ya Rasulullah, Alta Habibullah, wa unzila alaykal Quran. You are the beloved of Allah, and the Quran was sent to you. You are our last hope. Intercede for us, so that Allah can begin the judgment. And you know what the Prophet says? He stands up in front of all of the people, and he calls out, and he says, "Allah laha. laha, I am the one for this situation. I am the one for this position. I am the one. Allah SubhanAllah. Then he goes up to the sirat, and he stands up. And then he prostrates to Allah. But before then, as in the tafsir ibn Kathir, the Prophet ﷺ explains to us that when the Prophet ﷺ calls out to Allah and he prostrates, everyone is still behind him. He prostrates down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then everyone behind him prostrates behind him. Except for the disbelievers and the munafiqeen. The munafiqeen are the hypocrites who used to say we are Muslims, but really they were not. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yawma ila On that day they will be called to prostrate to Allah, but then they will not be able to. Those munafiqeen. Their backs will be made like steel and they will fall flat on their faces. As and the mu'mineen, these ummah will all prostrate behind him. As for the disbelievers, the Jews, the Christians, the fire worshippers, all of them, the love, an angel comes down and it is called out to them. And it will be said to them, Go to the God that you used to worship. So the Jews, they go out looking for their God. And the Christians go out looking for their God. Those who worship the cow, they go out looking for their cow. And those who worship the fire, they go out looking for the fire. And those who worship the sun, they go out looking for the sun. And those who worship the, excuse me for saying this, the male genitals, they go out looking for that. Because there are people who worship that. Subhanallah. Allah created us with a mind. But they refuse, except to have the brain of less than an animal. And they all go out looking for their gods. And they will not respond to them. This is in the Quran. They will not respond to them. Allah will say, "Call those who you worship other than God." لا, they will not respond to them. And when we prostrate to Allah, then the Prophet sallallahu he says, "في ذلك اليوم ينزل الله. Allah will descend. Allah will descend and His mercy begins to overwhelm him. As Allah says, Inna rahmati My mercy has overcome my anger. He cannot bear it, but His mercy will always overcome. When the Prophet ﷺ prostrates, the Prophet ﷺ says, I prostrate to Allah, only Allah knows how long I do. <speaking in Hebrew> I do not memorize these words except on that day, I say them while I'm prostrating to Allah. And then I begin to ask Allah many things until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends and then his mercy begins to overcome and his anger flies away. And then he calls out to me and he says, Ya Muhammad, Ya Muhammad, irfa'a rakset, wa <laughs> tauta, Ya Muhammad, lift your head. And intercede, I will give you intercession. Was'al tu'ta and ask for anything, I will give you. And then the Prophet lifts his head and he stands on the Siraq. The bridge which is displayed over Hellfire. And then he lifts his arms up and he says, Ya Rabbi Ummati, Ummati. Ya Rabbi Ummati, Ummati. Oh my Lord, my nation, my nation. Save them, Ya Rabbi. Give them mercy, Ya Rabbi. Give them mercy, Ya Rabbi. Allahumma. رب هذه الدعوت التامة والصلاة القائمة آتي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الوسيلة للبر والفضيلة وبعث الله المقام المحمود الذي وعث إنك لا تخل في المعاد. This is a dua which every one of us should learn, brothers and sisters. At the end of the adhan, we say this. Our oh, Allah bring the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, on the position which He promised us for Him to have, for Him to intercede for us. إنك لا تخل في المعاد. Our Lord, You never go against Your promise. And when He calls out, He says يا ربي أمتي أمتي then all of a sudden, as in the hadith, the sky becomes black. We look up above us, and we see to our amazement, books, books flying in the air. Millions and trillions of books flying in the air. So fast. They fly in the air, and while everyone is looking up, all of a sudden they begin to drop the books, one by one. They fly until they reach on top of a certain person's head and then they drop. And then they begin to land in our hands. Now here there is a difference. They drop one by one, not all at the same time. Some people, they receive their book and they catch it in their left hand, And others they catch it in their right. Whoever catches their book in their left is doomed. And whoever catches their book in their right will enter, will enter paradise. This is not the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَأَمَّا مَنْ As for those who receive the book in the right hand. فَأَمَّا مَنْ فَيَقُولُ إِنِّي أَنِّي مُلَاقٍ فَهُوَ فِي عيشة رَاضِيَةٍ فِي جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَةٍ كُلُوا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ فِي الْأَيَامِ الخالية. As for those who receive the book in their right, then they will call out and say among the people, Hey! everyone, stand up, read my book. I thought that I was surely doomed. You know, when you receive your report and your exam shows that you have received the highest grades, high distinctions, then you begin to show your friends, look what I got. And you show your family, and you show the imam at the mosque, and you show your peers. That's what they say on the day of judgment. Allah says. Then he will be in a blissful, wonderful life, in a high place of paradise, its fruits. A well, a dangling down, down, easy to reach. Eat and drink. As a result, and a reward for what you have left behind you in this khaliya life, Allah calls it. This life which is which was temporary, which was never lasting, I Wa بِشِمَالِ And as for the one who receives this book in his left hand. فَيَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي كِتَابِيَةً We'll say, oh, I wish that I'd never received my book. And I never asked to know what my judgment was. Do you remember when we were going around asking for intercession? So that Allah can judge us. When they received their book and they left their coat and they said, oh, we wish we had never asked for this judgment to happen. I wish that this was to be an end for me. I, mean, I wish that I would, I would die instead of being judged. And then it will be called out to him and he will say, and someone will call out and they will say, أين Sultanuk." Where are these people who you used to look up to? And he will say, Sultania." My Sultan has died past. And before that they ask him, where is your wealth? And he will say, "Ma My wealth could not benefit me anything today. And they'll ask him, where is your Sultan? Where are those, those power that you had?" And they will say, my power did not benefit me anything. A, a voice is called out and it will say, Take him! Take him and dig him inside of al In the hadith it says, once it's called out When Allah says take him, immediately 50 angels they come and they run and they gather around him with chains that are placed into his anus and taken out through his nostrils. And with claws of brass they bring him along the sirat and then they throw him inside of hellfire. And these claws of brass, they enter into his head and into his feet. And they throw him inside of hellfire. All of a sudden he's transformed into this humongous being that his, his tooth at the back is the size of the mountain of Bahut. And his skin is made into 30 years of journey for a person who is riding on his horse. His skin is made into that width, So that he may feel the torment of hellfire. Now in the meantime, there are people who see this happening in front of them. And their books have not been received yet. So what do they do? They put their left hand behind their backs, thinking that they will receive their books in their right. But then Allah subhanahu wa says, <laughs> And as for those who receive their books behind their backs, they are these people. <laughs> they will start crying and calling out the board. Yani, Saying, Oh my Lord, please give me mercy. Oh my Lord, if you return me back, I will do better. Oh my Lord, give me another chance. Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, oh my Lord. قُلْ لِدْعُوا and kathir. Allah says, call out many ثُبُورًا, many of these. Cry up so much. You have been given that chance. If we were to return you once more, then you will do the same thing. Allah says to them, haven't I given you a chance before? And my warners came to you. They will say, yes, Ya Rabb. And they will say, didn't I warn you? And say, yes, Ya Rabb. Didn't I tell you this day will come? They'll say, yes, Ya Rab. Allah says, and then they admit everything. And in the hadith it says that not a single person will be entered into hellfire until Allah convinces them that they are worthy of it. As for those people, then now the judgment begins as well. Now these people, this guffars, they end up in hellfire. As for those who are Muslims, who disobeyed Allah, for example, did not pray, or delayed their prayers, or delayed their fasting, or did not obey their parents, and so on, and so on. I ate the riba. They took riba and usury, the major sins. Then anyone who dies with a major sin, brothers and sisters.